Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to Media Night Radio. As everyone knows, we have Autumn Federici, actress and producer Autumn Federici, with us this morning, this evening. Uh, we will be discussing her role in the film Haunting of the Innocent that was released last week. She is, as I said, a busy actress and producer. Some of her credits include The Blackout, starring soap alum Michael Grazaday from The Young and the Restless and Chanel Workman from The One Life to Live, Love Wedding Marriage, directed by the wonderful Dermot Mulroney, and starring the hottie Kellen Lutz, Mandy Moore, and James Brolin, etc. Uh, we will also be discussing and, and um finding out about this wonderful new movie, Haunting of the Innocent, which she was also a producer on, starring Judd Nelson, Jessica Collins, and Rip Silvis. Let's welcome to the airwaves this wonderfully busy actress-producer, Autumn Federici. Hi, Autumn. Hi, Deb. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Looking forward to getting to chat with you tonight. I'm so excited. Absolutely. Well, let's just start this right off and tell me what led to your decision to pursue acting. Oh, man. Um, One of the craziest things to get into. I guess I started really, you know, really early on. I I always was in the industry with dancing. I was a professional dancer for years, real dancer, not stripper. (laughs) Oh, wow. uh, yeah, I was a professional dancer for years and model, and um, I started doing commercials. I did a bunch of Pepsi commercials, like the sequence with uh, with Britney Spears. I don't know if you remember, she kind of danced her way through the decades. Um, and I kind of got a little taste for acting on that, and then I started training and took a bunch of classes and realized that it was something I just loved doing. Uh, and I've been very blessed that I, I get to continue to do it. <laughs> That's that's wonderful. Now, um, what was your very first acting job, and what did it teach you about the business as far as what you've been able to incorporate in your career so far? Oh, man, I'd have to think about that. Um, I think the very very first feature that I ever worked on was with – with Peter Peter Weller, RoboCop, as he was oh, playing, uh, let me think about this. He was playing a rabbi, um, and the girl from uh, Nikki. She's in Twilight. I'm blanking on her name. Nikki. Um, ah, can't think of it. She was a. Uh, she also was in that movie Thirteen. But she um, she was a very young actress, and and she played, uh, I think, a sixteen year old that fell in love with this rabbi. So. I just remember it was my first time on set, and it was a very dark, twisted, creepy scene. Um, And I was a congregation member, and somebody storms into the uh, storms in and shoots Peter Weller. I totally just gave away the movie. I don't know it's a whole movie anyway, but shoots Peter Weller, and and that was my very first experience, and it was my first time ever. They put the camera on me, and they were cry. And that was that was my the first time ever. Oh wow! And and how did that how did that uh, make you feel? I mean, were you 
nervous? Were you so um, nervous? Because Peter Weller was staring at me, and they were just like, "You need to cry right now. You're right in the shot. We're cutting to you. You just saw him. You know, you just saw your rabbi killed by this, you know, gangbanger guy that comes in." And I was so terrified and so nervous that I did. I just started hysterically crying. So it, it ended up working out okay. Uh, but that was my my first taste of a a Hollywood Hollywood set. Oh, Robocop wow. staring at me. <laughs> now, now, uh, now, everybody in the industry goes on set, and you have your first experience. Is there any learning experience that you've been able to uh, kind of take with you and be able to like? Um, keep it in the back of your mind at all times with your career? Absolutely. I feel like every single time I step foot on set as as a producer, as an actress, as anything, I'm always learning. And I love to learn. I, I love to continue learning about anything I can, whether it be, you know, equipment or um, development process, acting, everything. I love to learn from everybody. But the the one uh, the one experience that changed how I looked at acting and um, the approach to acting was from Billy Zane. <laughs> oh, Billy Zane. Yeah, and he, I worked with him on this movie in, we were actually filming in Newcastle, up uh, in the UK, and it was a film called Flutter. It was a really uh, dark thriller and he played a dentist, and I was his wife. Well, he made me his wife, but I had been hired just as a, you know, I, I was only filming for like a week. I was his dental hygienist. I was in a couple scenes with him. And he came on set and completely rewrote, rewrote the scenes, rewrote, you know, the characters. And um, he was so... He was so detail-oriented, he brought in a dentist, and he basically said, you guys wrote this wrong, this is how the dentist would do it, this this is how the nurse, the dental hygienist would do it, and she's now my wife, we own this practice, to, um, practice together, he went through an entire backstory, and just, as I like to say, he be zane to the set, I mean, he is now a verb, I mean, you can be zane somebody, he just came in and took control of the entire set and he believed so strongly that the character should be this way, act this way, perform this way, and we did. And I thought it was amazing that he came in with such conviction and passion and just said, this is how we're doing it. And I've respected him and and I try to, um, without ever, obviously I don't want to ever overstep my bounds on set as an actress and I always want to try and honor the director but it was wonderful to see someone come in and say no this this is wrong and this is how I'm going to do it that that's that's amazing uh did was there any you know since you since you have said this was there any backlash from the director or the people in back of the of the uh, actual film itself that had a problem with Billy coming in and doing that, or was that something that was embraced? I think it was embraced. I think it was embraced because he was doing it to, to better the movie. He wasn't doing it um, just for selfish reasons. And 
he, the research that he did do, it, it was, I mean, his points were valid. So I think okay. because it really did incorporate well into the script and into the characters, I believe it worked. Um, I have obviously heard horror stories where people come in and just railroad directors and railroad everybody for their own benefit, but this was definitely something he wasn't doing, um, and it was great to just see someone stand up for that. Yeah, that, that's, that's amazing for, for an actor to be able to even feel like he can do that. But Billy Zane is that type of actor. I mean, I, I believe he would be a method actor, would you call him? Is he a method actor? He has to be. I would think so. You know, I didn't uh, – he, he, he definitely did pop out of the role, you know, in between takes. He didn't stay right. it for the entire time, and a lot of method actors do do that. You know, like right. Johnny Depp is known for living is, you know, Jack Sparrow for a year and a half. Like, he just will not come out of the role. Right. But uh, Billy did pop in and out, but he's very – he was – I mean, so, so serious about it. And it was it was so wonderful, and it was the, the best time for me to see that because I had just come off of a movie where I didn't stand up for things that I thought my character should do. And it was, you know, you look back at those scenarios and you're like, okay, it wasn't my best performance, and I didn't. I, I, I feel like things could have gone differently and could have been better if I would have been verbal and opened my mouth to the things that I thought were wrong or inappropriate for the character. So it was that moment, and it was perfect timing for me to see somebody stand up for that. Uh, well, well, don't you think, though, Autumn, that it, it all depends? Don't you think that it depends on the director also and what, what the kind of feeling would be? I mean, obviously you didn't stand up for a reason. I'm sure there was a reason behind it that you didn't. Sometimes I think that we follow our instincts in that regard and we do what we think is best at the time and maybe we have our regrets in the end but maybe you were getting something at that particular time that you were like nah it's just not the right time you're right you're absolutely right and I and I do feel like for the most part uh you should go with your instincts I think this was the one time that my instincts were telling me to say something, but I was too afraid. I think it was very early on in my career where I didn't mm-hmm. want to be that actress. I didn't want to be a diva. I didn't want right. to – I feel like um, maybe I could have found a better balance of picking and choosing my battles. And mm-hmm. that's something that I definitely now – I never – again, I will never step overstep you know, my balance. And I – and I also believe that with certain directors, um, you know, if you're working with the greats, if you're working with Scorsese, if you're working with, you know, Clint Eastwood, obviously anything they say, you're going to be like, okay, this is it. This is <laughs> yes. So um, but I was also working with a new director. So I think we both, it was kind of that, <laughs> it was a learning lesson, let's put it that way. Absolutely. Well, as long as as long as we all learn from something when we do stuff, that's that's all that matters. Um, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I learn more from my you know failures than anything. Oh, absolutely. Um, you have a number of credits on your resume. Um, the Blackout is one, starring soap alum uh, Michael Grazade and Chanel Workman. 
being from soaps, the talent generally is a, is a little more ahead of the game since soaps film so fast and they have to memorize so many pages of dialogue in so little time. Did you find that to be true with Michael as well? 100%. I admire soap stars so much because they do. They crank through. I want to say a minimum of eight to ten pages a day. And oh, yeah. on low-budget filmmaking, we're used to that. We can do seven to ten pages. You go anywhere in, in the middle-budget range all the way to the studio shows, and you have over three pages, and they're like, why is our, Why are we doing so many pages today? <laughs> so I, Mike, at this time, when we filmed The Blackout, he was on uh, Young and the Restless, he oh. also was uh, recurring on American Horror Story, and so he was. I don't. I honestly don't know how he was balancing two shows and a feature film. He was working seven days, obviously seven days a week, and he was overlapping. And he was he was the one person that you always knew was going to be off book, always, and he never fumbled on any lines. He never, it was amazing to watch him work. Very inspiring. I don't know how he kept all of that information in his brain. I totally would have lost it. <laughs> wow. One of the, one of the younger, uh, amazing actors to come up probably. Oh yeah. And if you think about it, all three roles were so different. I mean, young and the yeah. restless, you know, the hot soap guy, American horror story. He, uh, um, he was Jessica Lange's boyfriend. I don't know if you saw it. He was the, the boy Dahlia. He was so great in it. And then in Blackout, he was this completely narcissistic, over-the-top, fake British accent, uh, lead singer of a rock band. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, he was, he was so great to work with. Oh, that's we had fun. We had, we had some fun scenes together. Oh, that's great. Now, Love, Wedding, Marriage was directed by a favorite of mine, Dermot Mulroney from My Best Friend's Wedding. And uh, I can only imagine what kind of a director he is. And starred Hottie Kellen Watts, who everybody fell in love with during um, oh, yeah. Lots of Twilight. For him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Manny Moore and James Rowan. What was the atmosphere like on the set, and what was it like working with Kellen and James Rowan? It was a really fun family, uh, family or, I mean, for one of the bigger budget shows, it was so nice to see everybody sit as a family, go out as a family. We went out to dinner together. Jane Seymour went everywhere with us. Oh. It was a great experience. Helen Lutz was a riot, so much fun to work with. Jeremy, it was wonderful to have an actor as a director. It was just a very different take than you know, what we're normally, right. for lack of better words, normally used to, um, he was great, and he jumped in. He was great with questions. He laid out scenes a little a little bit differently than, than the norm structure would be or how we were filming things. He was very open to, to trying things. Let's improv this. Let's let's completely scrap what we were just about to do. Let's try this. Let's try it this way. Let's Let's do it this way. Um, it was great, and I 
think it's amazing that he made that jump from very successful actor. I mean, my best friend's writing is one of my favorite rom-coms of all time. To directing, and it's such a different, it's a very different role to play. You become, you know, the leader of the ship. You're now, you're now guiding everybody. Whereas an actor, you just get to show up. <laughs> it's so much easier to be to be an actor than a director, a producer. You know, we as, as the actors, we uh, <laughs> it's 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 the easiest, I think. Um, in, in, you know, compared to the compared to the other roles, just because you don't have the responsibilities that the director or the producer has. You know, right uh, now now uh, speaking of producer. Um, what led to your discovery of uh, wanting to be a producer? Um, did Dermot Mulroney, did you learn from Dermot and, and think, you know, maybe this is something I would want to do? Or was it just something that came up that you just thought, oh, okay, I'll be a producer on this film, Haunting of the Innocent? Dermot was definitely an inspiration to see to see that you can – wear both hats to see that you can use both parts of your brain you know to be right and left brain to me is is something that i've always been turned on to and something that always has excited me to be able to do that i feel like i've always been producing i just didn't know it when i was Uh younger my mom always had me producing because again i started dancing and modeling so young and my mother was never one of those people that let me just sit back and and wait for things to happen she was like you will you will do this on your own you will produce your own photo shoot you'll produce dance recitals you'll do competitions you'll put on industrial wow you'll do trade shows you'll do so because she always just you know kicked my butt into into things i didn't really realize it but i i have been producing and i have been using my, you know, right and left brain for the most part of my life. I get to be a creative and then step back and work on the behind the scenes and do the scheduling and do the budgeting and put the whole thing together. So I feel like Dermot definitely opened my eyes to the fact at that moment, because it's right after that movie that I start diving into doing both. Right. And I also believe very strongly that it's a different, it's a different world nowadays. So many people are doing both, doing all three. You have yes. the you have the Clint Eastwoods, you have the Ben Afflecks, you have the Mel Gibsons, you have all these people that write, direct, star, you know, produce, and most of them are men. Um, and I just felt like, yeah, I I want to take a crack at it. I want to do it, and it's been great that I I've been able to pull off both. I'm very difficult to do both in one movie. Oh, I but can imagine. But also the most rewarding. And the day you rap, you're just, the day you rap is one feeling of, oh my goodness, I can't believe I pulled that off. And then the day that you see it released somewhere, you just want to cry. You're so excited. And there's so many emotions and so many feelings, but you saw something from, a piece of paper from a treatment, you saw this plan come to fruition all the way through getting released, and you got to be, uh, you know, be one of the creatives, and you got to be creative and be in the movie and be a role. And at the end of that entire process, it's a feeling that I can't even explain. It's 
it's phenomenal. Okay, speaking speaking in those terms, what okay, what would be one of the most challenging things that you face being a producer and an actress on this movie then? On this last one, haunting. Um, you know, this one honestly was the easiest <laughs> because. <laughs> Because I had a rock star production crew around me. My production coordinator, I call him my lifeline. Like he he made it he made it possible for me to stop in the middle of whatever I was doing on a Friday night to get into hair and makeup. Because oh, wow. I knew I knew I could just stop. I I knew that, that you know, anybody could show up question our, you know, wonder where our permit is, fire department. I mean, anybody with the plethora of things that could go wrong when you're filming, I knew I could stop, jump in, do hair and makeup, and that my production coordinator, Brandon, would put out every single fire for me. I showed up one day, and we had no electricity. Well, I didn't know this, but before I had shown up, all the electricity went out. They blew all the fuses in a location. Um, oh, no. The permit, permit. Um, they, the, they had shown up. It was like everything that could go wrong had gone wrong, and nobody <laughs> called me. And I showed up an hour later, and I had no idea because Brandon had just solved every problem before I got there. So mm-hmm. this was the first movie where I felt very comfortable. Okay. I'm going to hop in this makeup chair. I know I'm not going to get tagged with meal penalties. I know all my actors are going to be here. I know nothing crazy is going to go on because I have Brandon. If I hadn't had Brandon, I don't know what would have happened. Oh, wow. That's wonderful, though. That is, uh, that's, that's wonderful. That's, that's a testament to him and, and the behind the producers and actors is always your crew. It is. I mean, the crew, the crew, Rue makes everything go so, you know, it works seamlessly. They really, what goes on behind the scenes is it's this beautiful choreographed dance that people don't get to see. Right. And they're always the first ones in, the last ones to leave. I mean, the poor grips, they end up working, you know, 18, 19-hour days. Oh, and it's, yeah. because of, it's because of them, you know, that these movies, happen and 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 uh it's it's really amazing to see a tight crew work and I was very fortunate on the last couple of movies to be able to have the same crew to be able to take Brandon with me and because of that the acting producing thing works um, so you know there have been times before where I had to back out of roles because I could just see where it was going and I knew there was going to be no way possible I was going to be able to stop producing and become an actress. I just knew it. And you get that feeling in your gut, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to pass on this one, and I will just produce it. Right, right. Well, that's wonderful. You know, it's who you surround yourself with. And, I'm, I, you know, that's also could be said for every industry, but especially in that for me to be able to do both. And, you know, everybody – that we mentioned earlier, all the people that, that do both, if you see, they tend to work with the same actors, the same DP. 
you yeah. know, they have their go-to people, and that's probably why they're so successful at writing, at directing, at directing and producing, or at, you know, acting and writing is because they have that team around them that they just lean on. Right, right. Well, now that we've talked about The Haunting of the Innocent, let's, 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 let's talk about this film. What's it about? I mean, it, it looks scary. Um, you've got all these these elements going on. You've got Rip Hillis in it, and I saw talk him. Talk about a body. Yeah, yeah. Talk about a Rip Hillis. <laughs> yes, we love our Rip Hillis. Um, he is awesome, and he's so fabulous with his shirt off. Oops, didn't I say that out loud. <laughs> Maybe that's why he was chosen for the hefty campaign, huh? <laughs> yes, thanks. <laughs> yeah, just. It's a thought, maybe, Autumn. Just, just, you know, just kind of picking it off the top of my head. Um, okay. So what is, <laughs> what is The Haunting of the Innocent about? It is a family, tiny town where the wife grew up after a very traumatic event occurs. And while they're in this town, things get a little creepy, a little out of the ordinary, and they don't figure out what's going on until it's too late. And Uh-oh. There's, yeah, there's awesome supernatural elements involved. We actually, we, there was a lot crammed into this movie. We've got witches, we've got Vikings, we've got runes in it. It's, it's definitely packed with, with the supernatural. Uh-huh. It's so much fun. It's so there's ghosts. There's everything. There's everything in it. It was great to work on, and Rib just Rib crushed the role. He was so good in it, and he was so much fun to work with. And you would probably kill me if I told you some of the stories, but he made working on set so much fun. Even dealing with the darkest of dark situations, he had all of us cracking up. Oh, yeah. well, I actually was going to ask you, like, being an actress in some, you've been in a couple horror films now, right? Haven't you oh, been yeah. in a few? Yeah. So when you're filming these, as the, as the, as the viewer of the, of the movie, we're, we're scared to death, what kind of, like, things go through your head when you're filming it? I mean, is it, is it very light or is it? Do you feel the the sense of of thrill and and scariness and things like that as I'm an actress in it? I'm mm-hmm. I am afraid of the dark. So mm-hmm. when the lights go out, if we're filming at night, I'm terrified. I'm that person that's you know in the corner hiding until someone comes to find me because I won't walk by myself across somewhere creepy. Um, but so much, it's, it's funny for me to be in it when I can barely, I can barely watch scary movies. I mean, most of the time I'm watching them with my eyes closed because right. I can't watch, you know, all the scary jumps you, and you can feel when that music starts and you're like, Oh God, Oh God, cover your eyes. Something's going to happen <laughs> and I'm not going to sleep for two weeks and I'm going to, you know, sleep with the lights on. And I do, I turn every light in my house on when, when I'm terrified it's hilarious. But filming this one, we filmed on this really creepy 500-acre ranch up in Paso. Oh. So just imagine. <laughs> and, oh. And the best part was there's this, uh, this guy named Jerry Taft, wonderful, wonderful man, owns everything. And he, um, 
he was showing us around the property, and it's a, it's this kind of windy. You, you cross through a bar and you go over a bridge, and then it's this windy road that only fits one car. And so you'd have walkie-talkies that would, when you were about to leave from, you know, point A, you'd walkie-talkie so that nobody would come up from point B. And so you get all the way up to the top, and there's this tiny little hunting cabin that's up there. And he gave us this whole lecture, and at the end he was like, and just make sure that uh, you start to come in before dark time, before it's dark, because bears, the coyotes, bobcats, the wolves, all start to come out at night and start creeping around the cabin. Oh, my gosh. I now have Vikings. I have witches. I have bears. I have wolves. I have ghosts. Forget this. I'm like, I'm going to have a panic attack on my own set. (laughs) And I did. At one point, they put, um, she's a a, a witch. And at one point, uh, I don't give too much away, but they put her into this makeup of how she would have looked hundreds of years ago. And I didn't know they put her in the makeup. It's dark out. I turn a corner and I come face to face with her and I just dropped to the floor and just started shaking. I was so terrified and she looked so fucking scary. I couldn't yeah. even look at her for this. And I was like, you got to go over there and don't come and talk to me either. I can't look at you right now. <laughs> Not even get that makeup off. And if you look at the trailer, there's like a, they do this like really flash quick, all black around her. And then she has this face on and that, Haunts me that image from the trailer. I'm like, oh, oh can't take gosh. it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's so. I mean, it's so much fun. So we have, you know, parts like that. If we film in the day, I'm not as bad. But man, the scary stuff gets to me. I am just afraid of my own shadow. I don't know what happened to me. And I keep doing horror films, which is even funnier. Well, maybe it. Maybe it'll eventually. You'll eventually. You know. Lose that. Maybe that's why you keep getting horror films is to get you over that, maybe. I don't Everyone keeps saying that. I keep waiting for that moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're so good at them. Um, so being a part of this in, in both in both areas, the producer and, and the and, and and acting in it, would you say that you would have something taken away if you hadn't had both parts of this? Are you grateful that you were part of both of these hats for this production? I'm very grateful because I don't think that everyone has the opportunity to do that. So I'm I'm definitely um, very grateful and I know that it's I've been very blessed to be able to do to do both and I do think you have Either way, I'm invested. Either way, I'm invested in the picture. But to be invested on both sides is definitely something that such a small percentage of people get to experience. Right. So I'll never take that for granted. And if, if, if I am allowed and if I have the team around me, I will always want to be a maniac and do both. Well... Speaking of that, do you have any projects coming up where you're going to be an actress or an actress and producer and maybe a director? You know, I mean, I'm sure directing is going to come in there somewhere. I mean, why why not? <laughs> <laughs> I um I don't know that. Well, I have a I have a couple. Nothing in the nothing that I'm doing both on. I should say right now. I just wrapped a show last a uh, week and a half ago. A sci a sci fi 
film that I was just an actress in, which was great. It was great. It was great to work with everybody. And it was, um, it was, uh, I've never done, it, it was, a, I don't want to give away. It was a very cool setup of something that I've never had happen. I can basically say there was 50 in a room at one time. Whoa. So, yeah. So actually, I was very thankful I wasn't a producer on that one. Yes. <laughs> that would have been one of those, you know, I would have lost all my hair, pulled it out um, type of moments. But that was so cool to watch and to be a part of 50 people in a room. It was awesome. Science fiction. It's a science fiction one that will be coming out soon. And um, I'm filming one with uh, Michael Sarna. We're doing a prequel to... Hansel and Gretel, another horror film. Yes. And, yes, and I'm very excited. Spoiler oh. alert, I get to work with a wolf. I'm very excited about that. Oh, well, well then we'll just put you in with uh, Twilight, the next, you know, the next See? six books or something. See, there you have it. <laughs> they always get me because they're like, do you want to come do this role? It's only, you know, we only need you for four or five days, but uh, there's an animal. I'm like, I'm in. I will pay you. I get to work with an animal, I'm in. <laughs> So that's, this one, so, that's wonderful. Oh, well, I mean, who gets to say that all the time? Absolutely, absolutely, and especially with the way that that all the films are now, and how the CGI is, and if you're actually going to be working with the wolf, that's amazing in and of itself. Because there's so many things in production now with um, CGI, and you I never know. know. I know. If you're, if they're actually real or they're not real. Oh, I made sure to ask, and I made sure to say, I do not want a stunt double. I don't want a body double. I will work. <laughs> I got to, oh. uh, I got to feed baby tigers a couple months ago on set, and it was best day of my life. I got to bottle feed baby tigers. Baby tigers. See, you can't put that on your. Re- can't, everybody can't put that on their resume, you know, Autumn. I know, and that's, I mean, I am, oh, I love animals. So, anyways, totally sidetracked, but but that's the project that I'm working on in March. Oh, that's very excited about that. Yeah. That's coming up real soon here. Yeah. No, it should be coming up. I, um, it's been a crazy couple of months. It's been crazy. I also try and have a personal life, which is difficult. My fiance hasn't killed me yet, which I'm surprised, but we are, um, we're finally doing an engagement party. So that's a big oh. thing that I had to produce. Oh, fantastic. Well, you're a producer. <laughs> so every once in a while, everyone wants to put on the fiancé hat. Ah, okay. So you do have three hats. So if you were a director, you would be the fourth hat. So I will ask you this last question since we're coming up on Valentine's Day. What do you think is the special ingredient in your relationship with your fiancé that keeps things so wonderful? What do you think oh, you have to have? Oh, there's so many. I, oh, that's a, that's a loaded question. I think communication, for me, has been something I've, I've never been the best at it. Uh, Matt, my fiancé, is so... He's been so patient with me, and I always feel like everybody should read my mind and know exactly what I'm feeling and thinking. And um, he's been so good at we every, I would say every other night, we sit down, we either have a glass of wine or a cup of coffee, and 
we talk about everything from how our day went to anything with us, family, and it's it's been the best lesson that um, he's brought. It's, it's, it's been the best thing that he's brought into our relationship, and I honestly think that's what's going so strong, especially with my life being all over the place. You never know where I'm going to be or what I'm working on, and he grounds me. And he, because of the communication, there's this sense of stability and safety, and um, it's so comforting, and it's so peaceful. And I feel so lucky that he has made me stop and talk to him. Right. That's wonderful. That's that's great advice. That is great advice. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure, Autumn, speaking with you. Thank you so much for taking the time with us. And having me. Oh, absolutely. It has been a blast. Um, And I look forward to speaking with you again in your next adventures. Absolutely. Would you come back sometime? I would love to come back, and maybe I'll tell you the Ribella stories. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. We'll definitely have to do that then. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you again, and uh, the the listeners, obviously, thank you, and uh, have a great evening. You too. Talk soon. Okay. Bye. Uh, This concludes this um, interview with Autumn Federici. Everybody uh, have a great evening, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. For Deb, I'm signing off.